We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And light years, we are recording this right after the Suns evened up the series with the Denver Nuggets. I have Kyle Madsen across from me. We'll call it a game day pod. Most people will be listening to this Monday morning right before the Warriors and Lakers game. You know? Maybe some people listening on the way to the game? Maybe, yeah. Suns evened it up 2-2. Philly evened it up 2-2. I mean, maybe a little juju there, maybe a little positive vibes there. Yeah, maybe. Um, I hope so. <laughs> the the Celtics, the Celtics should not have lost that basketball game. No, um, they just did everything wrong. And Jimmy yes. Harden going for forty two again is outrageous. The Celtics execution down the stretch reminded me of at least a dozen Warriors games this year, but I'm not going to go down that right now. Well, it was, it was, it reminded me of last year in the finals against the Warriors, where it's like they just don't have a guy who can make a, the right decision in this spot. Right. And if it's not Tatum or Brown being individually brilliant, they're just not like they, they don't, I don't trust them. And sure enough, last play of the game, they pass it to Marcus Smart, who takes forever to get a three point shot off. And, like, great, you hit it, but it took a second and a half to get your shot away. <laughs> yeah. So so we're, like, now a full 24 hours removed from game three. I know how you felt after game three. <laughs> Probably similar to everyone in Warriors world. Yeah. Where's your head at right now? Have you, have you come down? Are you level? Are you still ready to storm Secaucus over the officials? Where, where, where is the mental state? No, the the officiating stuff I think is just a place to direct anger during the game. Yeah. I I don't you and Andy in your post game pod hit it on the head. Like the the issue with the officiating is that the Warriors are letting them take them letting it take them out of it. Right. Like that's that's my Self-fulfilling issue. Self-fulfilling like, prophecy. Yeah, exactly. Like you know going into these games that the Lakers are going to grift and they're going to try and get their foul calls and they're going to get them. Um, so you have to adjust around that. It's like, it's like in baseball when an umpire has a really tight zone, like you're not going to get him to expand that zone by continually throwing, trying to get the outer black. Like, no, you, you adjust to the umpire, you adjust to the official. 
So I, I that's that's my issue is how the Warriors are responding to it. Less less like than, and that than was, the officiating itself. And that was the tone uh, of their media session Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know, Steve Kerr goes, we didn't we didn't lose the game because of the officials. So there's no point in whining about anything. Right. There were calls we didn't like, but every coach could say that after every game. Right. Uh, is not about anything other than our performance. Steph kind of same thing. Uh, you hate that you have to keep learning lessons at this stage, but we did. That's our MO to respond. Looney. Uh, it's been like that since I've been here as a team. We've been talking about not complaining about that. We feel like when we give too much attention, focus uh, to the refs, we lose our focus. So yep. it, and I kind of expected that. Like it's a veteran team. Uh, you could see some of the younger players probably be super susceptible to mm-hmm. conspiracy theories. So you know the older guys are like, guys, we lost because we shot twenty nine percent from three. We right. lost because we turned it over two hundred eighty seven times. We didn't lose because Anthony Davis grifted a couple free throws. Right, and that's and that's my thing. So. Uh, like on on the officiating thing my larger issue with it is that it's not like there's phantom calls and whistles mm-hmm. on the on the warriors it's that the warriors just don't get the same whistle on on the offensive end that the lakers do and that's fine but the adjustment there is to just stop fouling go underneath screens like you don't need to close out super hard on Dennis Schroeder like it, it just, you don't He's- um, and, and I kind of agree with you like let him hit a, hit a couple in a row he will not hit nine in a row like he's Clay Thompson right and like, if he let, does, I don't. I don't know, man. If if Dennis Schroeder hits nine threes, tip your hat. But if yeah. Dennis Schroeder is <laughs> going to take ten free throws because you keep whacking him on the arm uh, because he blows past you because you're closing out too and hard, he snaps like, he his can't, neck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You just don't. So don't give him an opportunity to do that. If D'Angelo Russell is going to go over a screen, like just go underneath it. And if he's yeah. going to score forty five, then he's going to score forty five. But at least that that my when the game's stopping like that, it plays exactly into what LA wants. If you're going to, even if they take a shot and make it, you can rip it out of the bottom of the basket and go. LeBron and AD cannot keep up with that pace for 48 minutes. So that's that's what I would like to see Golden State do is just like don't give them an opportunity to draw fouls. Just it, let them shoot jumpers. I'm okay with every single player on that team shooting a jumper. Just give it agreed, to agreed. I mean, yeah. So so that that kind of gets to my thing. What is what does Golden State need to do most to get back into us to change the flow going? Uh, into game four. And and I kind of agree with you there. Like number one is don't foul, just kind of lay off guys. Like literally let the Lakers shoot 40% from three. They're not going to take as many as you do. I just, they don't have, they're not going to shoot 40%. Probably not, but they won't take 50 of them. It's a concern. If Austin Reeves, Dennis Schroeder and D'Angelo Russell go a combined, I don't know, 20, for 35 from three, which is like what, you know, maybe Steph Clay and Wiggins or Jordan Poole would do if you go under on threes, right? (laughs) Right. right. I just don't think they're going to take that many. I think they're going to make a concerted effort to try to throw it inside. They'll, Mm -hmm. they'll hit a few shots and their hope is when they hit shots, you scramble because you're like, Oh no. And they're hitting threes. Now we got to, you know, you you can't, you can't overreact to it. Well, and that's, that's, that was, that's where you asked where I was at 24 Mm -hmm. hours removed. And the the part that was most frustrating to me after the game was exactly what you just said. The Lakers were hitting threes. They were making shots. 
And the Warriors just kind of withstood it. And then they got up 11. They got a stop and they're out on the run and then a turnover. And it just kind of snowballed from there. Like they weathered that storm. They saw the Lakers knock down some shots and played fine through it. I It, it was just uh, the, the way the wheels came off in that game was kind of weird. But I don't anticipate like the reason you and Andy both said you're still optimistic. <laughs> I am as well because... I don't think a team with a core of Steph, Clay, and Draymond is going to let uh, the same kind of thing snowball on them again in a game four. And they were up, they were up eleven and playing really well in that second quarter before before the wheels kind of came off. So, um, yeah, I just it, as long as it feels like not fouling, like just defend without fouling, and and let them knock down shots. And if that's what they're going to do, then so be it. And then the the thing that's attached to that is what you pointed out before the series. Like this series is going to come down to Draymond versus AD. And if Draymond's in foul trouble, he's like, we saw it in game one and we saw it in game three. He gets in foul trouble and he's just, he's, I don't want to say useless, but he's just not effective. Well, you just, you've neutered your big advantage. Like your, your big advantage is. So if Draymond's on his game, he's, turning Anthony Davis into a jump shooter and you live with it. He's going to hit a few, but like he's significantly less dangerous when he's taking jumpers than when he's putting you on, you know, fouling you free throws, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Draymond just gets you into transition as the point center. And that wears AD down and that wears LeBron down. And and in general, if it's an up and down game, it's over. Warriors going to win that one. So that's, that's really like, sometimes I think it's a little more complicated um, or people try to make it more complicated. It's mm-hmm. just that matchup. That's the matchup that's going to turn everything for the most part. Yeah, and I mean, it just to to your point, like you said, it's more complicated than that. But it's what what branches off of that matchup. Yeah, and what when AD is winning that matchup, what it allows the Lakers to do, and when Draymond's winning that matchup, what it allows Golden State to do. Like, there's no more dangerous thing in basketball than Draymond catching an outlet pass and racing up the floor. With With Clay and Steph and and Jordan Poole. Like, there's just... Teams hate that. They actively game plan to make sure Golden State's not doing that. And the one way to make sure they're not doing that is by getting to the free throw line 40 times. So, that's that's the thing I would like to see. Just go under every screen. Like, don't let them do the lean back into you after they run around the screen and you grab their arm. And don't... I don't... I don't need any of that. Just let them blaze away. If Rui Achimura is going to score 30... I mean, we we saw okay. it in we saw it in game two, which the Warriors blew them out. Rui <laughs> was on fire when he came into the game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, LeBron was on fire early, and it's just like those are two guys. You're kind of like, all right, those guys aren't going to hit shots, right? It didn't matter because the Warriors kept playing their game. What mm-hmm. mattered was in game three um, when they started turning the ball over and fouling nonstop. Mm-hmm. You know, like. You, in some ways, I think it's almost better if LeBron gets hot early in the game because when guys start feeling it, they're like, Oh, let's do this, let's go up and down. And I promise you, there's no scenario where an up and down game where everyone's shooting threes, the Lakers come out ahead. No, the Lakers win when it's not that type of game. That is, Mm -hmm. no one beats the Warriors in that type of game. Maybe Phoenix can hang with the Warriors in that type of game. That's the only team the NBA, I think, might be able to. But book is outrageous right now, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but, but like, but like to the point, it's like this team is built to literally outshoot any team on earth. Light years podcast kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes. 
with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoors adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection, insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they they told us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. If you don't love them, you can also exchange for a new pair, return them, or you can return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Light Years Podcast always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving our best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code LightYears for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. I, I guess I want to transition this to, okay, they lost game three. That's mm-hmm. two games Jermichael Green started. Uh, great story in game two. Game three is probably why Jermichael Green is is a bench player, you know. Uh, do you think he starts game four? No. Because I don't know exactly what the adjustment is, but I'm guessing there's something, a, a curveball that the Warriors are going to throw that's going to involve Jermichael Green not being on the floor. Yeah, uh, it, 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 Clay or Wiggins are not going to the bench. So Jermichael is like the obvious player who, right. if they want to throw a different look out there, he'd be the one who's not starting. So my question for you is, who do you think starts? I guess the regular starting five. I oh, you think Loon's back? Yeah. Unless he's not feeling well, then maybe, then maybe it's Poole. But, like, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit just because he was so good in the playoffs last year. And he's been so bad through nine playoff games this year with the exception of game one of this series. But, like, maybe you try and get Jordan going in that way and just put him in the starting lineup and and see how it goes. But I, I think I, I kind of think they go back to the the two bigs. It's tough because they know they can't play two bigs mm-hmm. against the Lakers. Um, if they play two bigs, Anthony Davis will just roam as a free safety and it mucks up their entire offense. Mm-hmm. My prediction is they start Jordan Poole, even though he's been, I mean, he's been bad. Yes, it sucked. It, awful. Abominable? Like, it just it, it, certainly not a player I would give a $123 million contract to. Boy, yikes. Yeah. Anyway, I think they start him because they need to push Mm. the pace on the Lakers. And I think they need to. I might say they should start Moses Moody instead because he gives you the spacing to operate, but maybe a little more defense and rebounding than you're going to get from Jordan Poole. But I I do not think Steve will go there. That's the. I I don't think he's willing to throw him out there in the starting lineup. I think he's going to go Jordan. I think he's going to try to go like turbocharge off the bat and and if anything going going with pool is trying to bring him back into the series a little bit i think i think missing that shot in game one might have messed with him and now you just like drag him back in like here you go dude like you're starting because they need him i mean i i I texted you yesterday bitching about jordan pool and like i do every day (laughs) but like i don't you pointed this out either on in our text or on on sure. on Twitter like they don't have any other place to go. They don't like, they don't they they don't have another another guard to to 
to put in that does kind of what he does. Uh, and we saw it, there was like a couple of flashes in game three where he like got in the lane and made a really slick pass inside. Yeah. And it's like, that's awesome. When he slows down and he's not trying to like draw fouls and do weird stuff in the lane, like he's fine. But there's half a dozen, eight plays a game that it's like, what is that? Who, what, who, who is this for? Like what, what, what game are you playing? It's, so, the tr- I, it's the turnovers for me where I'm just like, right. I, they want him in there to push the pace and be a little more offensive and that's fine, but he can't turn the ball over as much as he does. I also think the other reason they start pools to your, to your point. Yeah. Get him in rhythm. Yeah. He kind of pouts when he doesn't start. I mean, he had a quote the other day. It's like, uh, got the opportunity to play more out there and catch my rhythm. I think that's a big thing. Only so much you can do if you play 15 minutes. I mean, on cool, the one man. hand, on the one hand, nice, nice and immature attitude, right? Like it's sure. just kind of like childish and that sort of thing. On the other hand, like be realistic about it. We know he wants to start. We know he started in the playoffs over Steph last year mm-hmm. in partial because they were just like, let him do it so we can get him into the game, Steph. You know, like mm-hmm. he didn't start over Steph for matchup reasons or anything other than that. It was just it. <laughs> right. It was just Steph basically being a leader and being like this guy. It's the only way we can get him on the same page. Um, and it's been true this whole year. As disappointing as the season's been, when he started, he's played a lot better than he's come off the bench. Yeah. Now, it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't matter. But it does. For some guys, that sort of stuff does. Like, it's not easy to be the six man. Like, some games I play 15 minutes, some games I play 30, and I just have to be ready at all times. Right. Some guys need to vibe with the ball a little bit, feel mm-hmm. it out there. So, I kind of think as scary as it is to throw them out there in the starting lineup, because I could see it going sideways too. Uh, I think that's the move. Yeah. I think I agree with you. Um, like I said, for me right now, it's just really hard to put myself in a place where I'm like, yeah, more Jordan pool is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I get it. it. It would definitely, I, the more I sit here and think about it logically, like it definitely makes more sense than throwing two bigs back out there. Yeah. It could so, also be like throwing Sean and I out there in a wild card game, but well, that's man. a different conversation. It's, that's way too soon. It's cutting way too deep. What'd you say? I also, Hey, now, here's, now here's that Manai is a giant, um, the entire Bay Area can feel the pain. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the other thing is, so the Lakers are throwing Austin Reeves on Steph mm-hmm. and then Jared Vanderbilt on, on Draymond. So any pick and roll action with Draymond was switch. just a switch to put Vanderbilt on Steph. I would love to see Steph just cook Austin Reeves every single time. Just yeah. get the screen. Just spread out and let him go one-on-one with a dude who's clearly gassed. I'm I'm there. I don't need a screen. That was, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll tip my cap to uh, Darvin Ham on that one because he knows the Warriors are not an ISO-based team. So mm-hmm. instead of just doing the obvious thing, which is like, you're going to put him on me? Clear out, Cook, you know? Right. The Warriors just kind of tried to figure out ways to intricately destroy him. When sometimes it's like, just go with the easy match. Go the easy way, you know? thousand percent, man. Like I said, like, watch Austin Reeves play basketball right now. He's... I don't know if he's, I don't want to say scared. Like I'm not trying to insult the guy. I don't know if the moment's too big or if he's tired or some combination of both, but he's not the player that he was in the regular season. Uh, it's also harder to griff fouls in, in, in the postseason, which I think is, has been a shock to his system. But man, like, like 
like you said, just clear out. And maybe that's easier to do with Jordan Poole on the floor. Is you just clear everybody out with him and Clay and and Draymond. And, and, and that's and the Williams. other. And that's the other reason you probably want Poole out there because it forces. There's no one for Anthony Davis to hide on. I guess, right. um, and and hides the wrong word, but like basically, like I'm guarding this guy, quotation marks. But mm-hmm. really, I'm just going to play free safety and muck up everything. Right. So now what? he has to stay committed to ever, at least whoever he's guarding in some way. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, that's. I mean, the Warriors made a made a dynasty of doing that to teams. So, yeah, uh, put Draymond yeah. on the worst guy and just be like, have fun as he comes over and pokes the ball out of other people's hands. Right. Right. Andrew Bogut's going to guard Tony Allen, and that's that's how it's yeah. going to go. You know. Um. So yeah, I. I like I said, I'm I'm still optimistic, and I would like to see. I guess, I guess I'd like to see how it looks with with Jordan Poole on the floor uh, to start, and maybe who knows? Maybe you get another four or five three pointer game out of him, and he and he plays well mm-hmm. and kind of locks back in. I could also see Jordan, you know, Steve going the way you're saying, which is like, I, look, man, offense be damned. These are the five guys I trust, just mm-hmm. to like not turn it over and get us to start. And then I'm going to throw Jordan in there at the you know six minute mark, and then I'm going to turbocharge him. I could see it going that way. Um, yeah. As much as I want to like galaxy brain it, like sorry, he's not throwing Moses Moody out there right now. You know, um, although Moses is going to be one of the only guys who plays, which brings me to like my last topic. I trust to- Moses Moody so much. Who who do you think needs to step up most for the Warriors here? Like, what what are you looking for here? Because limited number of players are playing right now. And a lot of players are kind of playing below their standard. Yeah, man, this it's tough. So part of me, part of me wants to say Draymond, but it's less for me with him stepping up and more just being good consistently and not checking out of a game. The first time there's a foul, he doesn't like, uh, Jordan pool is the one for me though. Like I need, I don't need 30 a night. I don't even need 25 a night, but can you not turn it over? Can you get into the lane and then make plays from there rather than throwing bullshit at the rim um, or throwing it out of bounds? And if if he's playing well, the, the words are really, really hard to stop. So I think it's Jordan Poole. Whether he's starting or coming off the bench, he just needs to be better. I need Steph to come out with God mode. Steph, best player in the league mode to start the game. Um, that's the first thing I want to see. I think Steph's been fine this series. This mm-hmm. isn't a Warriors team that can hang with fine Steph Curry. Agreed. Uh, we saw it against the Sacramento Kings. We're not at game seven Steph levels of like desperation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's game four. I should hope we're not. But they need Steph to assert himself. He has not had a Steph Curry game in the series yet. Um, he was excellent in game two. Fine. Yeah, fine in one and three, but nothing, nothing I would list in his top hundred games, no. which lets you know everything. So I need Steph to establish himself. And then what I'm really curious about is I need one of the role players to come along. Dante, GP2, Moses Moody, um, Jordan Poole. At least one of you needs to make an impact this game. Yep. Dante's been struggling this entire playoffs, really. Honestly, he, his yeah. shots just hasn't been there. Honestly, Mm-mm. in general, GPG's, every impact he's made has been like defensively or grabbing a rebound. Yeah, he's he's, he's got a lot of loose balls. Mm-hmm. Um, GP two has been out of the rotation. I don't know if he's going to play. 
Um, if, if he's called on, like we know what he can do if he's locked in. Mm-hmm. And then Moses Moody, I mean, he's been kind of the one role player who's been a revelation in the playoffs mm-hmm. in general. Like maybe it's him. Maybe those guys just aren't going and Moses Moody's hit four shots, but they need to get one of them going because yep. even if you have Steph bounce back, Clay bounces back. Clay was awful in game three, so uh, but he was he was good in the first couple. And let's assume Draymond stays out of foul trouble. Someone has to ride along with those guys yeah. and Wiggins too. Uh, and this team has had an issue with role players on the road. So someone has to do something. I don't need I don't need a five three-pointer game from Dante. I need moments. I need, you know, in the third quarter when it's tight, he sticks a big one and then gets mm-hmm. a steal. And like in your mind, you think about it and you look in the box score and all you see is like seven points. We're like, no, but he turned the game. I right. knew his his minutes were there. So like I need someone on the role player front to come through. Um, period. And I think, and I think, like knocking down shots, obviously, is is huge. Mm. But those hustle plays, like the extra rebound, the extra possession, diving for a loose ball, I just don't think the Lakers are are built for that. And if you just out hustle them for the first twenty four minutes, I think you can get them to check out a little bit. And that's that's where. I think GP2 and Moses Moody and and Dante DiVincenzo can all be a factor whether they're hitting shots or not. Like it, at some point when you're wide open from three, you got to knock it down uh, because they're all going to get open looks. But it's those it's those hustle plays. I, I just I think if they win those 50-50 balls, I could get to a point where okay, AD's now going to take some possessions off and LeBron's going to go to the bench and um. I mean- and you kind of have to like, that's the thing. Their two best players are bigger than everyone on your roster. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of advantages to, to that, mm-hmm. but they're more prone to get tired. They're more mm-hmm. prone to get worn out. So you got to use that to your advantage. You're not going to beat these guys in a half court game. Nope. See if you can beat them with just running them to death, getting the loose balls, being a little quicker to everything. Um, and, and see, you know, kind of what happens when eighties, hands are on his knees at every timeout right. because he just feels like he's working so hard. Like yep. it, that was probably the most disappointing part of game three. They got to rest. Yes. So I know they're playing every other day and that's not an advantage, but like ultimately this is not the same as game two when they had to kill themselves in game one. They're mm-hmm. going to come in with way better effort in this one than you saw in game two. Yeah. I, I, I told my dad when the fourth quarter started, I was like, if they can get LeBron back into this game, like that'd be a huge win. Yeah. Like if they can get it close enough that he just has to check back in for two mm-hmm. more minutes. So they didn't, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I it's just game game three was just annoying. Yes. Because it just felt like, man, they were two possessions away from a knockout blow. Mm-hmm. And they just fell apart. It was like they it was like it was I don't I don't think this is necessarily true and I can't empirically like verify this, but it felt like the Warriors went on that run in the second quarter to go up 11 and we're like, all right, we got him and coasted. And then the Lakers hit him with a 30 to eight run and the game was over. Yeah. I mean, that's, Draymond that's said they, they stopped playing. I kind of felt weird. like, um, once the Lakers took the lead on that, that's where the Warriors, the Warriors seem to have this, let's just get to halftime attitude yes. there. Mm-hmm. And it just snowballed and it's been an issue all year and they called yeah. it out 10 times today. So I don't know, but I feel like the one thing I feel confident about and we'll end it here is they've been here before. 
annoyingly, they keep lapsing in ways that you would think a team who's been there before shouldn't. Dude, that's the worst part. But, you know, they don't seem shook in any capacity. And that, for me, um, probably part of the lapses is they don't seem desperate at times. Mm -hmm. But there also comes a confidence with that. Like, I'm not really concerned that Clay and Steph are going to be like, you know, afraid of the moment, you know? No, no. And that's, and I think that's where a lot of like last year's playoffs, there was no angst because it just felt like kind of like, all right, like this is a fun run. Like I kind of thought it was over, but this is, this is a lot of fun. And even like game one against the Celtics, they had a bunch of threes late and it was like, okay, that was weird. And they blow them out in game two and game three. Okay. That was their first one at home. They were going to get that one. And then they just kind of rolled after that. There was no, this year, the, I think the the like level of angst for me comes from it's clear that the the switch that they used to be able to flip and just be like, okay, they're going to dominate this third quarter doesn't always turn on. Yeah, like yeah. like you said, in years past, that second quarter happens. It's like, okay, just get them to halftime, and then third quarter comes, and okay, here's the Warriors. That's exactly. just not that's just not there anymore. And like recognizing that is really tough to grapple with because like it's there. We've seen it. We we saw it in game five and seven of the first round. But like, where is it? Like, are we sure it's going to be there in game four? You kind of think so, but also maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm going to leave it here. I am. I'm feeling good. I mean, it's the playoffs, man. I've talked through every machination of this in my head since the end of Game 3. We'll be back on the show right after the game. Make sure to check us out. Later, guys.